Since the beginning of time, people have always found creative ways of communicating. This is my way. I'm Kyle Leon Henderson, and we need to talk. episode of We Need to Talk of 2019. With me today, I have my very, very best friend in all of Los Angeles, Michelle Castle. Hi, I'm your very, very best friend in Los Angeles. Well, I say that to a lot of people, but you're definitely top five. <laughs> so, um... I feel lied to you. Yeah, um... <laughs> so, yeah, you and I met, um... While we were working on a project, I don't really want to talk about the project because I kind of want to keep that all separate just because, you know, some people like don't talk about it, do talk about it, don't talk about everything. I don't know. And I'm just like, for my own safety and uh, my own comfort, I just won't talk about it. But we were, we met on the set of something of something and we hit it off pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, when you like, like, you know, obviously when you... <laughs> <laughs> when you meet your people mm-hmm. and you meet someone and five minutes later, you, it's like you've known them for 15 years and it's super rare, but when it happens, you just know. Well, and it's funny because on that particular, um, that particular group of people that came together to do it, we met a lot of people who we kind of felt that way about, but later as on, time went on, <laughs> people started falling away and you're like, you're garbage. Yeah. Well, that's because so. people don't show their true colors. No, everybody puts so. their best foot forward. Well, actually that's, uh, that is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lie because there, there are some people that we're now really good friends with that when I first met them, I was oh, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know what to Cause there are some things, some stories about some people that might make it to this podcast. It's not time. Like you, and you know exactly which one that's, I'm talking about. That story is going to be on the- Listen, I, this, this podcast has been me, um, me really just living my truth. And that has been a truth for a month and a half, that's, almost two months for me. That's your, your truth? It's a little bit that, what I'm talking about, to reiterate so, for people who are eavesdropping so on this. I'm so happy because the fact that like, my, like something that involves my life is part, is that big of a part of your well, we had some, we've had some, just to reiterate, and I'm going to keep it as above board as I possibly can. Uh, we've had some trouble with a friend. Yeah. Not naming any names because yeah. the trouble's still kind of going on. Um, but it involves both of us and it's a very delicate situation and there were some hurt feelings and some things said and that's, that's it. But that's the, all I'm going to say the, because. The funny thing is, I think it made us better friends. It really did. It really brought us closer because. I mean, I don't, I, that would be a whole thing of delving into it. I don't want to delve no. into why, but I do feel closer because yeah. of those things. I do feel bad about a few things because eh, it was, fine. it was, you know, um, but so yeah. So but anyway, so yeah, we met on that and it was in October. No, it was September when we met and it, been it has been four months now, but it, 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 we've been this inseparable I call, since the beginning. I call you more than I call my mom. You like I love this because like <laughs> you Facetime me so much, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, no, it's not because like 
<laughs> I think for the longest time, this is one of my theories, one of the longest times we have this technology, but we don't use it, you know? Like, everybody's yeah. got Siri. Hey, Siri, do this. Well, oh, then they'd she's rather... She's talk, and she... Oh, she didn't. She's a bitch. She didn't listen. <laughs> um, but, you know, we have we have a Siri, and we can just... We can say, hey, Siri, and then she'll be like, what's up, girl? Tell me what you need. And we yeah. don't use that stuff. Well, because people would rather text because they want to hide their emotions. Right. I guess that's true. I and then, so, yeah, we have FaceTime. We can see each other. We can literally pull a box out of our pocket and see each other, but we don't use that. And I'm, I'm excited to be using the technology that... My expensive phone affords me. <laughs> My phone's not expensive. <laughs> yours is still tiny. Yours is like well, okay, yours so are like a Happy Meal toy compared to my mine best now. friend in the whole world. When I went home. Love you. Uh, <laughs> my best friend in the whole world. <laughs> when I went home, she was like, girl, your phone is ancient. It's kind of janky. I just got a new one. Take my old did she give it to you? Yeah, I haven't switched it. Oh, okay. I was like, I want somebody to do that for me. Yeah, so she gave me her old one. Because mine, I feel like mine is ancient, but it's not as ancient as yours. But I listen to I listen to so many podcasts. Like I just downloaded 184 episodes of RuPaul's podcast onto my <laughs> and my phone's like, we're full. There's nothing left. Don't take a picture. Don't download another thing. Don't even send a text message because you ain't got any more memory. I feel like you can't put a number of gigabytes on a live. Mm -mm. That's that should be on a pillow. <laughs> that should be etched on a pillow. No, because because my phone is 16 gigs. Who in their right mind can live? <laughs> 16. Okay, I am so, so my you right don't now. know, but you don't know like my I have had. They don't even make a 16 gig phone anymore. I know. So this is what happened the last time I broke my phone. I went in and they were like, "Oh yeah, you need you need a new phone. Um, you're gonna get an upgrade." Didn't they make an we, eight gig one in the beginning too? Yeah, we don't do we don't we don't make your phone anymore. And it was the one before I have a four S now. Mm -hmm. I, it was a four. Mine's a and they were like, S. we don't make this phone anymore. So you're going to get an upgrade, but it's going to be free because we don't have any. Other <laughs> we phone literally are going to give you the so least we can. Give I paid, you. I paid the insurance to replace my phone and they sent me the four S. <laughs> and you were like, Oh my God, upgrade. And that was three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had, because when I bought this phone, I was very conscious of that, that it's feeling up quick so I paid as much money as I could possibly muster and I bought the 128 gig and it's full and now the other ones are they have 256 <laughs> <laughs> that's like 12 pictures okay so um everyone that knows me knows that I am internally 80 years old uh mm -hmm. do you agree with that they maybe I would believe it because that's what I've been saying this year is that I'm a 55 year old woman on the inside. I love you a I love a cardigan. I love a nice <laughs> cup of tea. I love a CBS television show. <laughs> I love a cat on my lap. Okay, so you're you be the middle aged woman. Mm -hmm. I'm the one in the wheelchair. Give me Nancy Myers films because, and I watch them around the clock. But so here's my thing. My thing is when I'm home, my friends make fun of me because I don't know things. Because I just don't give a shit. Right. I mean, it's... I mean, that's the thing. I feel like a lot of people are just like... They go into the digital age fine, but they do it kicking and screaming and they have to be dragged. So... That's me. Well, actually, I'm not being... Dra I'm not being dragged anywhere and I'm not kicking and screaming, but I just don't care <laughs> to do it. You're just in the lazy river. You're I'm like, oh, like, this is where we are now. Until I physically like? have to do something, uh -huh. I, like... I probably would get a lot more uh, a, a lot more gigs if I 
updated my social media I literally don't I have so many photos on my phone that should be on my website and should be on my Instagram same and we're I don't. artists we've got to put it out there but it's but like I don't I'm just want don't. to I would just want to meet people and dazzle them with my personality and then be like you're amazing okay you're hired but I wonder though this and this is I'll wrap this up for this because this is I'm getting on a tangent that I could just talk about all day but like <clears throat> <laughs> you almost just died. I died. I'm dead. Okay. No, I wonder if, like, <laughs> I wonder if we put the future in the hands of the young in the wrong ways. Because they're just like, Instagram is where your identity is now. Twitter is where your voice is now. Facebook is where your mother is now. And so... <laughs> um, no judgment on other people and the way they live their lives. Mm-hmm. But I did, last year, it stuck with me, I did a gig in New York City, and it was in this, uh, a very big, well-known studio, and there were these kids there, and they were recording Kids Bop, and there were... Oh, you were, like, at a recording of a Kids Bop album? Well, I wasn't there for that, though. I would, They were just in the same studio, like, down the hall in a different... Oh, you mean room. you, like, ran into them in the hallway and, like... Well, you couldn't not run into them. There were 20 kids everywhere. <laughs> Forget, yeah, and, it's But not... they were, like, prepubescent, like... Um, there's... There, you were they hear, divas? Were they completely... You could hear divas? them down the hall. Well, I mean, like... Eight-year-olds. You could hear them down the hall. Hi, guys. This is me. I'm in this studio right now. So excited to be here. Oh, my God. I, like, look at the, this is so amazing. I'll talk to you later. Uh, peace out. Bye. Oh, my God. And then oh, recording it over and over and over again. And I'm, like, this little kid, he's, like, eight years old down on, Trying to get on his right. phone. And he has his selfie stick in his hand. And I'm, like, who are you and where are your parents? When you, when you said that, when you told me that, I, I literally just got chills all over my body. I was, like, this is not okay. Well, because... <clears throat> I just, I don't know. It scares me. Because when I have kids, I feel mm-hmm. like if they, I would be scared of them if they turned out like that. <laughs> I would, they would kill their parents well, okay. or the followers. So here's the other thing. The other thing is, that's the other reason I'm terrified to end up in L.A. Mm-hmm. Because I want a family. I want a life. And the idea of raising kids in L.A. Mm-hmm. And the, the people that I've seen, the people that I met, the ones that are from here, not mm-hmm. all of them, don't want to offend anybody, but, like, I... Some of them are doing it well, but that's a I, lot of effort. But if my... I... It's... What a parent does is only, like, 50% of what rubs off on a child. Right. There's a, so much time that they're not with you, mm-hmm. and there's so much that influences them. It's, like, for I sure. don't know what kind of human they And if you have a plan for how, how you want them to find out information and how you, you know, when you want them to find out information, you have no control over I'm, that time. I'm one of But, those, like, the other day, yeah. me and uh, Sasha were out to dinner, and... This little baby, we had this cute little couple, or it was like three people mm-hmm. on the booth behind us at this restaurant on the patio out at the Americana. There was this cute little couple with their baby and their sister, and like, they were, I mean, they were living a life. They were head-to-toe labels. They had Chanel jewelry on. That she makes had a Louboutin. Gag. But the baby was so well-behaved, so oh. cute, and Sasha was like, I want a baby. 
And I was like, that is cute. And I was like, do you really want a baby right now? And he goes, yes, right now. I want a baby. Look at this baby. It's so cute. We were, like, interacting with him and stuff. But then across the patio, there was this, like, five-year-old girl who picked up her plate and threw it on the ground, and it shattered. And I was like, this? This is cute. But that? That's what they grow up to be. You don't want a baby? God. But I will say this, and we'll wrap up because we got to take a break. Oh. But, um... I thought that exact same thing about New York. And so living in New York and then coming to L.A., I could see raising a child here because I saw just how mm. impossible it has to be in in New York. Like, you have to, like, to get your kid into a good school, unless you have money, you have to, like, join a lottery. It's hard. And then you're just like, what if you don't win the lottery? Your kid gets a but, shitty education. Okay, so I'm 26. and the, Do you don't think the fact that I think about this shit is weird, though? Like I, my I think mind it's internalized in men and women so much. It's because I do. I think it's internalized in men and women because you have a very. If you want to go the traditional route, you have a very finite amount of time. But what is traditional? Like I don't. Baby through your vagina. <laughs> the problem is there's so much I want to accomplish, and I feel like by the time I'm ready to have kids, I won't be able to anymore because Lord knows I don't want them. There's no. You're never really. Do ready. what Oprah says. What? Freeze your eggs and then live your life. <laughs> I mean, that's all. That's what there is. Freeze your eggs, live your life. And then when you're ready, hire a surrogate. Yeah. Make friends with young people. The, that's what I'm learning in my 30s. The other. <laughs> Make friends with young people, and then you can just, like, hey, okay. will you carry my baby in your body for but, nine months? But, but so also, can I tell you, one of my biggest fears in life is having to push a human out of my body. Well, then just freeze your eggs and live your life. But the other thing is... I want to, though, because I want to experience that. But at the same time, I think my biggest fear is, A, the pain, and B, the way my body is going to be. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And you're tiny. You're super tiny. You'll probably break bones. Oh, my God. So, yeah. But just think about Janet Jackson. (laughs) 50 years old. She carried a baby. She's like, not even a thing. Yeah, but she's a freak of nature. Yeah, I mean, like, we're not Janet Jackson. No. <laughs> Janet Jackson is otherworldly. All right, let's take a break, and then when we come back, we got some stuff to talk about. Okay, we're back. But before we get into the meat of today's conversation, we have to pause for a minute because we lost a legacy this past week. Carol Channing, at the age of 97, passed away. And she's just, I mean, she is just, first of all, she's a gay icon. I mean, the gays loved her. She was, she transcends, I mean, she's 97, so she was the gay icon before... Cher or Madonna or Lady Gaga or Barbara Streisand or Bette Midler, you know, she was, oh, she was, I mean, and, and the connection, she, she opened Hello Dolly on Broadway in, I think, 1964 is what it was, um, and then Bette Midler just did the revival. You really are a gay encyclopedia. <laughs> I'm really not, though. I'm really not. There's so I many more I didn't, that I, do it. But but another interesting fact about Carol Channing is that she opened Gentlemen Prefer Blondes on Broadway in 1949. I love Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. And she comes back to, she would come back to these roles time and again. She opened in 1964 Hello, Dolly, and she did a revival of Hello, Dolly in 1995. So this was kind of her, her thing. Um... 
throughout time. And she was just, she just had an energy and she was one of those women you can look at in history and you're like, oh, you were a liberated woman before everybody started getting liberated. But, but yeah, I mean, I just wanted to take a moment to pause because I did set the standard for this year is an episode is going to come out every two weeks. And of course, as I do that, news happens and stuff happens and I'm like, well, we missed it. So I didn't want to move on without taking the opportunity to just, you know, say thank you, Carol Channing, for everything that you've done for all of us and creating all this art and wonderful experiences that we will take with us and it'll last a lifetime. Now, I have some things to talk to you about. Oh, God. Because (laughs) I, you know how you, you... Things happen to you, and you're like, oh, my God, this is terrible, and I cannot wait to tell someone about this. I'm that person. You're that person (laughs) You're that person for me, too. So, the other night, Ethan was making dinner, Mm -hmm. and he does, he's, he's such a good cook, and so now he, like, can just whip it up and make it up as he goes along, Mm -hmm. and so he put cayenne pepper on a turkey breast, Uh and I went into the kitchen to say something to him, couldn't even breathe. Like, I was getting choked on the cayenne pepper in the air. Okay. And I was like, this might be too much cayenne pepper. And he goes, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm like, okay. He's like, if it's in the air, you'll breathe it and it makes you choke. It's fine. It will be different. The turkey, it had, it was like blackened from the cayenne pepper. Okay. And I'm like, that might be a little too much. He goes, no, no, no. He's like, if you don't like it, just scrape it off. And I'm like, okay. But it flavors the meat, though. It does. Well, so I'm eating it. And my lips start getting real hot. Oh, and my tongue starts, no. My mouth is watering. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of hot. So I had to go get some <laughs> milk. And so I'm already, like, getting really affected by the cayenne pepper. I wish I was here to videotape this. It was, I mean, it wasn't super dramatic at first. I was like, this is hot. And I was like, can you just not put so much next time? Like, you can always add more, but you can never take it away. He goes, I told you to scrape it off. And I'm like, that's not the same. So then, like, dinner's done. And I start sweating really bad. Uh-oh. And then, like, I, I, like, lean over to pick something up off the table over there. And I, when I come back up, I'm dizzy. And then my right arm starts tingling. Or my left arm starts tingling. Oh, and I'm like, no. Am I having a heart attack from this cayenne pepper? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he goes, is your chest hurting? I was like, no, but my arm is tingling. I think it was because I was leaning on the couch and my arm went to sleep. But oh, my God. I, my first instinct went to allergic reaction. Well, I'm not allergic, but I just, I'm very sensitive to, to, um, to spicy foods. Like, I like spicy foods, but I'm very allergic. Oh, I'm I mean, not very allergic. <laughs> I'm very sensitive. I so. love spicy food. Like, if it doesn't make me sweat, it isn't hot enough. That's the way Ethan is, too. Yeah. He went, we went to this restaurant in um, New York one time, and it was a Korean barbecue restaurant. And he was like, she was like, you want the spice? And he goes, yeah, I want the, the number five spice, because they did it on a scale of one to yeah. five. And I was like, give me two. Um, and they're like... One's pretty spicy. Like, give me one. I should have just not gotten it. One was too spicy for me. Oh my god! Ethan gosh. ordered, but it was it was it was it was this place in particular. Ethan ordered it at five, and she's like, mm, "I don't think you can handle it." And he goes, mm, "I don't think that's your business." And he ate it, and she was like, "Oh my god!" Even well, some of our Korean people that work here can't eat this hot. Here's what it is. It's 
the reason I like hot food is because when I was in college, I had a friend, her name was Jade, and she made authentic Chinese hot pots for me, mm-hmm. and I used to make her, like, Jewish food, and she oh, taught me how to cook. And that's a perfect segue for what we're going to talk about later, but continue. Oh, cool. Um, and I used to make her, like, all of the, this Jewish food that she never had. She was from the Hunan province in China. Oh, wow. And they made this hot pot, and it was, like, hot to the point that your endorphins start going. Like, you, you sit around a table. That makes me so nervous. No, it was so good. Um, you sit around a table with a bunch of people, and you just eat out of this pot. And it's, like, the best thing in the world. But the thing is, I just know... I'm going to turn into my mom because she and my dad have heartburn problems, like to the point they can't sleep right here. Like my mom sleeps on this geriatric triangular pillow that props her up. So you see that two pillows because of that exact reason. They make these. You've seen, have you seen Mm -hmm. the triangle? I need to get one. I'm I'll prop myself up. My mom sleeps on one. And recently only when I like, like go to bed within an hour or so of eating, my chest mm-hmm. been a little, hmm, a little this sensitive. Is I'm convinced I've got it down to an almost science. You haven't, you're not there yet because you're 26. Yeah. At the age of 28, that is when life comes to you and says, you're not getting old, but I'm going to show you what's coming. <laughs> when I turned 28, heartburn just showed up for no reason. And I get heartburn all the time. And it's like, and then 29, you're like, oh. My joints are a little stiff today. My joints are already But then you walk it out and you're fine. And then at 30, your knee, you're like, why is my knee clicking a little? And then it stops after a little while. But it's like just little tastes that come in. It's 28 when when the aging process really starts being very noticeable. Like you're still, I'm still fine. I can go to the gym, run. I go hiking at the park. But there are mornings when it's raining where my knee clicks. And that's a weird thing to deal with because it's like I've never noticed my joints without touching them with my hands, but now I see them in my mind's eye. Um, I <laughs> think I've prematurely aged myself, perhaps because I was so physically active when mm-hmm. I was a child. And they, you know, if you're overactive when your body's still developing and your joints are still developing and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I've been dancing since I was five. I did. That's why they tell. That's why they tell kids not to be like bodybuilders at fifteen well, because I, it'll screw up your entire. Like, situation. But I was on my knees so much, like they click when I walk up and down stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, so. That's me. I ran cross cross country track and field and indoor track. Yeah. For through high school, and so like you can't do that. <laughs> it's like <laughs> but you because you know my mom. She did softball. She did basketball. She did she did everything. She yeah. was you know you know pro softball player mm-hmm. or whatever. And so she would come visit me in New York, and she's just hobbling along. And I'm like, did you not think to save a little juice in the tank for your third <laughs> act? And she's like, not really. <laughs> she goes, I would slide into second base. She slid into second base when she was pregnant with me. Oh my god! And busted up her knee and had to wait till after she was done having babies to get it fixed to get it fixed i'm like really is that what's wrong with me did you make me left-handed because you slid into second base and landed on your hip but yeah so that the cayenne pepper it's got to, i mean i, I we ran sorry well that's all it is that's this, this entire show is a tangent it's just it's just like age you're you're mm-hmm. less tolerant to spice i feel like well, I was never tolerant to spice, so good God. I'm probably going to have to be like, can you water this down? And like, sir, it's spaghetti. <laughs> so <laughs> There's also a difference between be, being spicy and 
having no flavor. Like, there are things that are just mm-hmm. hot and taste like nothing. Yeah. I don't like that. When it's, See, I love wasabi. When it's spicy and it has flavor to it is when I'm like, yeah, this is my jam. This is your jam. My jam. Um, so, another thing that happened to me last night, or two nights ago. Um, do you ever just... Do you, I think I might have insomnia. Like, I never thought I was. If you have insomnia, the whole damn L.A. County has insomnia. Let me tell you, (laughs) for me, it just depends on the week. I can't sleep 50% of the time I lay my head down. But see, I'm the type of person that I can lay down anywhere. We are recording right now, and I could put my head down on this table and go to sleep with it. Well, isn't that nice for you? It really (laughs) is. Ethan hates it. I, and like, I, but but see, that's just changing for you, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have insomnia because I've been. Well, let me tell you what happened to me two nights ago. Okay. So, like, I fell asleep at like midnight. I was trying to finish up this chapter that I was reading in my book. Ethan went to bed, and I'm in the living room, and he's like, Will you do the dishes before you come to bed? And I'm like, Sure. So, sure, I don't want to, but yeah. I was like, yes, I will, because I mean, he's got nice, he's got really nice pots and pans, and he hates to have like stuff stuck on, and he always cooks. So I'm like, I'll do the dishes since you're cooking. Oh well, you should try to tell Britt that. <laughs> <laughs> Your roommate. Yes. <laughs> Hope she don't listen to this episode. Oh, I don't care. Or maybe I'll tell her to, and I'll be like, there, job's done. I told her. <laughs> um, so I fell asleep at midnight in the middle of my book, mm-hmm. and so I woke up at like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. or 3.30 or whatever. And um, so I was like, shit, I got to do the dishes. So I get up at 3 a.m. <laughs> instead of going to bed. And I'm, I could have went right to bed, but I went and did the dishes, mm-hmm. and I did them all, and I was listening to podcasts while I was doing it and everything. And then, um, and then I just sat down for a minute so that I could, like get myself unwound again so i went on an hour and a half youtube spiral and then like i can't watch youtube like that like i just just, like interviews and like fun people or whatever yeah everyone and um and then i realized i can't go to bed right now i'm hungry like i'm starving so i went into the kitchen and got myself a big old fat spoon of peanut butter and just like that (laughs) because why not but then okay so side tangent as the one does I love gadgets. I love all the gadgets. I love everything. Like, mm-hmm. we had, like, Ethan's mom sent us a popcorn popper, the air popper. Yeah. And then that was, like, over in the fall. We got an air, air popper for popcorn. I'm like, this is everything I needed in my life <laughs> for whatever reason. And then over Christmas, he got a coffee grinder, and it was still in the box. So I was like, so I ate my peanut butter, and I'm like, oh, there's that coffee grinder. So at 4.30 in the morning, I take out the coffee grinder and just, like... Like, we don't have any coffee to grind at that point. And so, but I, I wanted to figure out everything about this coffee grinder. I was like, I'm going to figure out how to use this because I love gadgets. And, yeah. So, so, and I'm just, um. What I know is that I'm getting you a soda stream for your birthday. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be so much fun because I, I've been thinking about that. I need a soda stream. But, um, yeah, I just, I love a gadget for the kitchen, for the house, make mm-hmm. my life easier. A pasta maker. Oh, see, that's. That's what. That's where it's at. One of those little mill things. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to use it, but I would love it. <laughs> so, yeah. So that that's that's me. I think I might have insomnia. I don't uh, know. You have 
Kylomnia. Perhaps. Because <laughs> I just go on tangents it's all just, night. It's just you. It's just me. <laughs> There's no, you don't have insomnia. None of those sound like the symptoms of insomnia. It sounds like you have the same ADHD. brain I do that doesn't turn ADHD. the F off when you go to lay down at mm-hmm. night. That's, that's called being an adult, honey. Probably. That's been a theme of our last, like, six months, is, like, having to define for ourselves and other people what it means to be an adult. Well, it's, so. it's funny because they thought it meant paying your bills. Apparently, it just means paying them to the best of your ability and letting so the rest true. go. That's because, true. Oh, but the thing is, for the longest time, I thought I was so alone, and then I started working where I work now, which is where Kyle and I both work. Mm-hmm. Um, I started working where we work now, and... I started bitching to people and then realized they would be like, oh my God, I know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, so I'm not the only one that skipped out on three months payments on like my bill or like literally physically can't pay my bills. This makes me feel so much better about my life. (laughs) Well, what's even better is when you start telling your like stuff, you're like, man, I missed my credit card bill and now it's like 10 days late. And then somebody's like, yeah, and my car got impounded four years ago and I still haven't gotten it out. And you're like, oh, "Oh, I'm winning. I'm winning. (laughs) If this is a competition, I'll just call them up and be like, I'll pay it soon. You gotta find where your car is. I know, and I think I'm like some kind of delinquent or breaking some laws because I'm a month late on my. Oh no, no, my credit card. I got one credit card that I thought it was coming out automatically. Mm -hmm. Was not. Went to check it out. I have a minimum payment of six hundred and forty dollars. So you're not using that credit card anymore. Use that one anymore. We'll figure it out after tax. We'll open a new one. Yeah. No, no, no. My credit is so screwed now. They will not give me another credit card. I need to get the ones I've got paid off first. Oh my god. Well, anyway, let's take another break real quick. Get a snack, and then I can't wait to talk to you about a conversation we had in private the other night that we're gonna have in public. Oh my god. What is it? You'll see. Alrighty, we're back, and I had this thought the other day, because we had a conversation the other night um, over dinner, and I thought, this would be perfect for, like, I have, I do this, I have these conversations out in in the wild, as I say. In the wild. Out of the comfort of this space we're in. In the jungle that is Casa (laughs) de Henderson. Right. Um... It was. I always do that. I have these conversations where I'm like, wow, this would have been great on the podcast. So I literally want to roll back and have that conversation again. But when you do that, it's an opportunity to be a little more nuanced. We started talking about, because I've talked a lot about my religion mm-hmm. since the beginning of this show. And I've talked about my curiosity about other religions. And you're very Jewish. what does that mean (laughs) exactly what does it mean that's what I want to know and so I wanted to take you know have a moment to like talk about religion in a way that is because that was the thing we had such respect for each other's Mm -hmm. perspectives and I wanted to do that so first you know what's so funny though what's that the fact that you see me as very Jewish which is something that other Jews probably would not agree with well, that's from the outside looking in. Because, yeah, of course. Like, the other day we were at the gym. Mm-hmm. And 
Correct me if this is offensive. Uh-huh. You said something that sounded so much like the Jewish ladies that I knew in New York. What did I say? You were like, like they they demand, like, I have this thing, like, never demand answers from situations that you have no reason to have, the, the reason to think you'll get an answer from. Mm-hmm. Jewish women do that all the time. They're like, why would you do that? Why would, why would you put something there? And it's like... <laughs> knows who really knows <laughs> and like and they'll or, or they'll say something like are you crazy why would you do that like you know they'll it's just it's part of the vernacular it's part of the the community and we were at the gym and i don't remember what it was that you said something you're like you're like, <laughs> you were like why would they make it so dirty or something i was like i don't know i don't know it just <laughs> sounded to me the way the vernacular that you used and the, like, sort of the pentameter of your voice. Mm-hmm. I was like, I could hear one of the Jewish ladies at, in New York saying that. So there's, like, little hints. I'm an know. East Coast Jew lady. <laughs> so, what I want to know first, I'm eating goldfish. We're having a snack. So, forgive. But, um, what I want to know is, you're pretty secular. Yeah. As far as just being in the world. Like, we, and, and so am I. I mean, I have, you know, my Sunday rituals that I have that are kind of really private, even to the point where Ethan does not partic- participate with me. Right. Um, but other than that, I'm pretty secular. And so we met and we really didn't even, it didn't, even it didn't up. come up uh-uh. and it didn't need to. But so for that. Well, I can tell you were an accepting person just mm-hmm. like I am so I mean I'm just curious and like yeah ask me whatever you want there's no definitives in any religion Mm-mm. and so we're all just kind of guessing at it so I'm curious about what else is out there I mean it does I'm not even trying to like leave my religion I just want to have a I mean the world is very small and when you know more the world gets even smaller it's, in a good way yeah so I want to know what to you as a secular person mm-hmm. what does it mean to you to be Jewish Oh, well. Like, in your world. Okay, so, it's funny that you call me secular, because I I even went to a Jewish high school, and it was a secular school. There were, I went, it was a really weird environment. I went to high school in a place where there were Orthodox men that could not touch me, Mm -hmm. but there were also people like me who sometimes occasionally snuck non-kosher food into school. So it's like, you know, there were all ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Um, So to be Jewish, as defined by Jewish law, means that your mom is Jewish Mm -hmm. and she gave birth, a Jewish person gave birth to you, meaning your mother has to be Mm -hmm. Jewish, technically, in Jewish law. Right. There are lots of people that would disagree with that and say that. And there would be people who would say, no, 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 to be Jewish, you have to follow the law. But what you're saying is... That's not true. No, no, no. And even an Orthodox Jew, unless someone is, like, super, super radical and, like, Lubavitch, Mm -hmm. like, someone that is maybe mm, equivalent to an evangelist. Mm -hmm. um, Like, but they go out to spread the word. Yeah, but people... Jewish people don't do that, though. They don't do that at all. Mm -mm. That's so lovely. It's just not part of a religion. It's actually physically part of... Christianity, you're supposed to. I mean, certain that's parts debatable. Of, I mean, certain you're, parts of Christianity. You're right in believing that. Yeah. Some people, it's debatable as to what that actually means, means and how yeah. much you need to do it because it's right. like proselyte. Because people are always like, "I'm not proselytizing," which means like, like um, Jehovah's Witness, knock on your door, let me tell you about Jesus, and I want to make sure you give your God, life to God today. 
that's proselytizing and it's yeah. like mm, even I'm the, not into that even the super radical Jewish people they don't do that but mm-hmm. if you start an argument with them they'll fight tooth and nail oh yeah scream in your face um, so what what is your relationship with being Jewish um so both my parents are Jewish um, my mom's Jewish, so that te- technically means I am 100% Jewish. Mm-hmm. You, most people don't realize you can be 100% Jewish, recognized by mm-hmm. Jewish law, and still be something else. Right. <laughs> if your mom, regardless of what religion you practice, you talk to any rabbi, and he'll tell you if mm-hmm. your mom is Jewish, regardless of whether you go to church every Sunday and you were baptized, you are still Jewish. Mm-hmm. Well, and you you came to church with me yeah. uh, a few weeks ago, and this uh, that we have we have a phrase because I go to the Episcopal Church, mm-hmm. which is very open to gay people and very um, very accepting of all people, not just tolerant of mm-hmm. all people. Women can be priests, gay men can be priests. Priests are married, and so we have a phrase in that church. Mm-hmm. Called liturgy queens. Okay. Which there are people. Liturgy queens are. They're usually gay people. <laughs> but but they're very like not dogmatic, but they very they do cling to that liturgy. Regardless of whether I have physical evidence in my hand that it's wrong. Not even wrong, but like the thing is cuz that uh, just a brief situation for what we do. Like the Episcopal Church has the Book of Common Prayer. Mm-hmm. All the prayers are written down. The purpose of that is to give you sort of like like an anchor. Mm-hmm. Like it's to give you an anchor to that like if you're going to church and you know you need prayer but your your mind is just all kinds of messed up that's why you have that book because you don't have to get your mind right to pray you just recite it because you're going through that because that's an anchor you can hold on to mm-hmm. in your distress you know and that that's what that that's what our liturgy is it's to give us something concrete to hold on to in this unconcrete world of spirituality. Okay. And so that's what I believe is that you don't have to do it perfectly. It's there for your use to, you know, if you need anchoring, like there are times now that I'll say the Hail Mary because it's like, I don't know what I need, but I need someone to intervene on my behalf. And I 100% agree agree with what you're saying. And that's what, that's what the liturgy queens are. They're, they are dogmatic. Like, no, you've got to do it this way. It's like, no, this is here for us to tap into the spirituality, but you're being, you know, kind of narrow minded. Some people would say, and some people are not narrow-minded right. about it. Like, the person well, you were talking to at my church, mm-hmm. he's very, very, very knowledgeable about liturgy. Right. But he's more about, he's more into the music. So, some people might say he's a liturgy queen. I know he's not, but he has that reputation-ish. And you come, and you're at coffee hour, and you're like, oh, by the way, <laughs> he's Jewish. <laughs> Even though he's in this church... Kind of a liturgy queen. Mm-hmm. He's Jewish because his mom, his grandmother was Jewish. Yeah. Who gave birth to his mother, who gave birth to him. Mm-hmm. Isn't that, I mean, that's interesting. Well, so. the, the funny thing is, it's like, again, someone might not define themselves as Jewish just because mm-hmm. their mom's Jewish, but you, like I said. Do you because your mom's Jewish? Yes, but that's not why I consider myself Jewish. So it's deeper so than that. What I'm you. saying is, if I talk to any rabbi and I, they tried to, if anybody ever tried to argue I was not Jewish and I mm-hmm. took them to a rabbi, the rabbi would fight tooth and nail and say I am. But what mm-hmm. I'm saying is that's not why I believe I'm Jewish. Mm-hmm. That's just as defined by Jewish law. It's literally written down if your mother is Jewish, <laughs> you're Jewish. Yeah. I consider myself Jewish because of the way I was brought up. Mm. Um, 
my family traditions, um, even the part of the culture that I was brought up in, which is called Yiddishkeit. It's kind of like that being surrounded by like the food, the love, mm-hmm. the the people speaking Yiddish, the the old ladies, you know, mm-hmm. with their walkers and on the way into um, shul for high holidays and you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I was bat mitzvah I was kind of immersed in Jewish culture growing up because I grew up in one of the places where Judaism has the thickest population yeah. of anywhere in the country so I would define myself as Jewish more because of my family traditions mm-hmm. the way I was brought up sort of a cultural thing yeah, mm-hmm. and I like being Jewish. The other reason I like being Jewish is because when I went to a Jewish high school that was secular and had all of these different views, they taught us to argue our beliefs. Mm-hmm. It's literally written in Jewish law. You are supposed to argue what you believe in, that there are multiple interpretations to different things. Mm-hmm. That's how rabbis argue Jewish law. They literally yeah. have 24-7 debates with each other at rabbinical school. Hmm. about what things mean yeah. and they mean different things to everyone and that leads to I, I would assume I don't know but that that leads to a more intellectual approach mm-hmm. and more an op- and a more open-minded approach um, to to well I mean for lack of a better term to liturgy to to the to the written word and um, I'm fascinated by it because like I'm doing this year one of my new year's resolutions is I was brought up reading the Bible, but I never really just sat down fully can say to myself, I've read the Bible from front to back. And and reading the Bible is very centering and sort of meditative for me as well. So I was like, I want to do that this year. I'm going to read it. And I'm like, I'm in Genesis. Oh, that Genesis. sounds like torture to me. <laughs> it's not because there's like three three chapters of the Old Testament, which well, I is know to, you, the okay, Torah. So you're a history buff, mm-hmm. so that's fine. Oh, yeah. The, the Torah. If you have any trouble... Or questions are you gonna ask? Oh, they're gonna I, be questions. I know for a sure. lot about the Torah. Um, but you know, it, well, and that's more than the, thing. the average. That's what I mean. There's no way around it in Christianity. Our belief system mm-hmm. is rooted in Judaism. Like most belief systems are, and yeah. exactly, and because they come from Abraham, mm-hmm. and um, and like in the New Testament, because I'll read a Old Testament, you know, three chapters of the Old Testament, a Psalm, and a chapter of the New Testament, and that's all that Jesus does is quote the Old Testament <laughs> because he's the king of the Jews uh-huh. in the New Testament. So, well, we started talking about the existence of Jesus and what the difference yeah, is. Yeah, so that's um, that's something that we could get into a little bit too. Yeah, is, um, like my personal beliefs, and then mm-hmm. like what I've been told based on a lot of other people. Like, I've had exposure to a lot of different levels of Jewish religion mm-hmm. and more than most people even those super orthodox people most of them they stay in their own little bubbles yeah it's a very it closed off um part of the Jewish community mm-hmm. um but it's you know I mean most of them are still perfect lovely citizens mm-hmm. but some of the more radical people are just exactly like radicals are everywhere else you know right I mean every I feel like I feel like that's where radicalism is based always in now, religion don't get me wrong just because someone is an orthodox Jew does not mean that they're like I've met know. some very because lovely orthodox Jews most, in New York well especially like where I'm from they're they're not like that at all mm-hmm. but there are there are there's even a break in 
Orthodox Judaism where I'm yeah. from, that's how many of them there are. There are those super radical people who don't talk to anybody outside of their little community. Mm-hmm. And then there are those people that are completely involved and don't care who, who they are and they're lovely humans mm-hmm. and they, they embrace See, everyone. My my true my like personal experience with mm-hmm. Orthodox Jews are is this and this alone. And I don't know if this is sad or just like yeah, that's understandable because you're a little white southern boy <laughs> um but i used to work at times square yeah. and every year uh, at the on the first night of hanukkah there'd be these orthodox jews all over times square handing out menorahs oh. and they were like and they would come to me they're like are you jewish and i guess i kind of looked like i could be you do look like um you're jewish. and they were like i was like no and they're like have a lovely night and then walk away and i'm like <laughs> okay <laughs> and then i never knew what they were doing because i worked there for five years i never knew what they were doing and then a jewish friend who worked there with me mm-hmm. went out onto times square on her lunch break to go get food and she comes back and she goes this man get me a menorah do you want it i have like 20 i'm jewish <laughs> So I was like, sure, I'll take a, a menorah. And I was like, is this what they're doing? I'm saying so, giving menorahs. They're so lovely and so nice. And like, if you're not Jewish, they're like, great, have a good night. You know what it is? Um, so it's actually also in Jewish law that you're supposed to practice Judaism to the best of your abilities. And not everyone can afford menorahs. Not mm-hmm. everyone has time. A lot of people have to work. And it's also considered um, a mitzvah or a good deed. Um, it's also considered following Jewish law to help others um, complete mitzvot, which lighting a menorah every night of Hanukkah is. And mitzvah means good deed. Mm-hmm. Ah. Um, so it's, you know, I also like Judaism in that it's helping others do good mm-hmm. is also you doing good. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's... I think that's beautiful. Yeah. But so anyway, back to the the whole belief in Christ thing. Yeah. Um, so my... Do you want to know my personal beliefs? Sure. Do you want to know... Okay, so my personal beliefs are there's scientific evidence that supports that Jesus existed as a human being. Okay. Because, um, wait, doesn't, doesn't Jesus... Am I, this might, I might be getting it all mixed up because uh-huh. I'm just curious, but doesn't Jesus exist in the writings of the, is it the Hint Muslim faith or the Hindu faith as well? I don't know. Or maybe, or, but he doesn't exist. I mean, Jesus, as a person, Jesus, I mean, like, yeah, like he's, like a he's figure, written because I know Abraham is in the know. Muslim faith. That's really interesting. I don't know. Like I know, I mean, maybe that's what I'm thinking of that Abraham's in the Muslim faith as well, mm-hmm. but Jesus in the writings of, of Jewish faith he's not in the writings no because okay. it's literally the torah which is yeah. before jesus was like it's existed. prophesying that there will be a savior to come right is that correct or no is that, no okay Mm-mm. just god yes uh god and there are prophets mm-hmm. moses, moses abraham, abraham isaac mm-hmm. and jacob yeah um but they were now. they were not um they were not the son they were of not divi- they're not none of them were divine none of them were they were just people they were they were faithful people yeah that could who, talk to god yeah because the voice of god um, yeah okay yeah so so my belief is that i believe half in science and half in you know it really depends on the day half in, <laughs> sometimes in religion sometimes in, i'm a very big believer in science because if there was something that existed you know it doesn't make sense that everything works mm-hmm. the way it does. Everything just works, right? That's so, the new Dan Brown book. Because right. he was like, 
well, here's the science behind it, and then at the very but end, why does gonna it work? spoil it exactly? Right. That's what exactly. that's what he said at there's, the end. There's no who, reason who made the law. The, right. These are the laws of science, but who made the laws? No, there's no reason <laughs> you know? that everything should work mm-hmm. the way it does. There's no reason that when I strike a match, that it should light on fire. There's right. no reason that you know when like ice is cold. There's mm-hmm. no reason why yeah. does that work the way it does. Yeah. There's no. So I yes I do believe in divinity and I do believe that there's definitely a higher power and something had to kick it off. Maybe mm-hmm. it's, the presence is not there anymore. I don't know. Right. It changes on a daily basis. My beliefs, but. Um, well, Brene Brown, she always says she's one of Oprah's people. She says if you know the answer to everything and you are very sure of that. Then there's no there's no space for faith, and spirituality is not spirituality without faith. Or she said, spirituality without faith right. is radicalism. Right. And so that's what that is. You've got to have that curiosity with it. So I'm a logical and still like passionate spiritual person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I lead with my logic and then back it up with my well, my I, feelings. Well, you do live a daily practice of spirituality and the fact that you are a kind person and you want to do well for people and you really do want to put the good out there and that really sounds like what the Jewish faith is living your faith yeah and that's what and that's what I believe the Christian faith is living yeah. your faith go out there be a good person be do good work be compassionate for other people because well, at the end of the day we're all connected well religious or religion or not I think that's just being a decent human. Right. I don't think you have to be a religious person or believe in any of it mm-hmm. to be a good person. Well, and that's that's the spirituality of the lack of spirituality. Yeah. I mean, that is what that is. Being a good person is a spiritual, a spiritual practice. Yeah. Because it's good for your soul and it feels good on your heart when you're kind to other people and when other people are kind right. to you. So, I don't... So... So I believe that Jesus Christ existed. There is literal scientific proof. Mm-hmm. I believe in science. Um, there's literal scientific proof that Jesus existed, that there were people where, where they, they were supposed to be that, you know, it's just, there's no trying to doubt that that person existed, Mm -hmm. but Jews don't believe that Jesus was the son of God. Jews don't believe that there's divinity in humans. Mm -hmm. It's not the, it's just not the way that we are raised and it's Mm -hmm. because so I think I explained this to you worshiping anything that is not God in our religion is considered idolatry Mm -hmm. even if it's a human that you think is related to God it's also that's humanizing God and making him less than he is he she less than yeah than God is Mm -hmm. so after the golden calf that was kind of you know that was Mm -hmm. You do not worship anything right, but for God. Sure. Yeah. But so, so that is probably the biggest explanation as to why most people in the Jewish religion, even if they believe that Jesus existed, do not consider him the son, son of God. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the reason that I don't, but the other reason is just because I think that all religion and all history is written down by man. Yeah. And I think that because of that, there's error in all of it. True, and I, and just to counter that for the sake. Oh, of and this, I don't. I by the way, that doesn't lessen anybody's belief. No, 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 no. I just yeah. wanted to give the opposite side because, yeah. like, because that makes so much sense. That's to just me. what I believe, and that makes so much sense. Yeah. Of you don't worship humans. Yeah. And that's the thing. And Jesus was a human. And in the Christian yeah. faith, that's the thing. I mean, he was human, and yeah. that is 
that's the whole point of it all yeah. in the Christian faith is that at that moment when Jesus came, when Jesus was born, mm-hmm. he was Jewish. Right. And it, he was sent here to create a new covenant is what that mm-hmm. means. And so that's why it is exactly correct right. in both, you know. Well, and you know what? That could, be, faith, that, both are, that could be the case. Yeah. And that might, that might be true, but mm-hmm. in that he's still human. No, no, for sure. But that's the thing because like Jesus is not in the, in the Christian faith. Yeah. Jesus is not a relative of God. He right. is God. He right. is because that's the whole, in the, a holy, different form. the Holy Trinity is the father, the son and the Holy ghost. Right. They're all in God in God in three persons okay. is what they say. And so that's what they believe. And that's the thing too. Like, and I do, I mean, that's what, I mean, that's, you know, the Trinity is, at the end of it all, for me, uh-huh. God is God. Right, and, and I think that's hard. I think that's hard because a lot of people, especially in my religion, don't understand that you guys are viewing God in a different way, mm-hmm. um, which is totally fine, but the the fact, like, giving him a name, I think, humanizes him, which that's is why true. a lot of people in my religion don't agree with that. Right. No, that makes perfect but, sense. But, and because... then also, like, I hear those people that talk about Jesus as God, mm-hmm. and, and they worship him as God, and to me... And see, that to me that's, is a little misguided. Yeah. Because God, because that's the, that's what, at the root of it all, mm-hmm. and there's people who could debate, but there's probably Jews who could come by and be like, you're not exactly right. And there's Christians who oh, come to me and be like, you're not exactly I'm, right. I'm not saying that I'm right or wrong. And this I'm not saying, I exactly, yeah. I'm not saying that either. Yeah. But that's the thing, like, people are like, God, Jesus is, wait, you said something, I forgot what you said. But anyway, like... God, Jesus is not the creator. That's right. the that's the thing. Jesus is not the creator. God is the creator, right. and Jesus is the savior. Mm-hmm. Is what they believe. Like he came because th- the way that I was taught, and someone can debate that you know, someone can set me on the right course. But what I was taught was that the Jewish faith, mm-hmm. you had to uphold the law, and that to be in the be good in the eyes of God, you had to uphold the law. Right. And that's why G, that's why the world needed a savior because it was it wasn't the law that kept you in good with God. It was your relationship with God and mm. and the nailing and the crucifixion of him was like the burnt offering. Ah. That's what it was. God came down and God was crucified as a burnt offering to God. Okay. Um, and with that established the new covenant of Christianity. Mm. So that's what that's what that is. And that was my understanding growing right. up. Okay. But there's the thing. I've never heard mm-hmm. that before. Mm-hmm. That's what that's that, very that was that moment because that's it's not Jewish or Christian right. in the Christian faith. It was Jewish then Christian. But so like everyone had even all these different religions have this idea of God and what he is uh, whether it's Yahweh or Muhammad Mm -hmm. or whoever like it's just I think you're right I think it's an interpretation of Mm -hmm. God well and going back to the point you said earlier that it's all written down by man I when I was being confirmed into the Episcopal Church we had to go through this one course where it was um like I was lucky some some churches don't get as immersive of of an education as I did and I'm so grateful for that Mm -hmm. we went through a course that studied the actual editing of the Bible by the Catholic Church. Oh, wow. And why they did that. And there are, like, I my version of the Bible, the new um, the new Revised Standard Version, is mm-hmm. very, very, very plain English. And But it was, it was 
translated into plain English today from the Hebrew. So it, mm-hmm. it went back to the beginning. Well, and, and did- here's the other thing. There's also something lost in translation because when you, mm-hmm. when if I was to read the exact same sentence from a, a Hebrew Bible versus mm-hmm. an English Bible in the exact same phrase, I would probably read it out, and in English it would not read the same. Right. Um, well, and that's so. there, there are writings. Like, there are, like, I went, I studied this one portion where the miraculous conception mm-hmm. was not Jesus. Mm, it was his mother, Mary. Ah. And oh yeah, you told me. And that's yeah, not yeah. in the Bible. Right. It's in but it is in it's in some the of the writings. Yeah. It's in the scriptures, but it's mm-hmm. not it was not canonized in the Bible when that moment right. came because and then there are writings of this is <laughs> this cracks me up. There are writings because like it's kind of famous in Christian belief that we know we see the life of Jesus up until the age of twelve. Hmm. And then we hear nothing of Jesus again until he's thirty. That's weird. And people are like, what happened? And there are writings of Jesus when he's a child where he would be in the garden killing lizards. Oh, my God. So that he could bring them back to life. <laughs> there's writings of that. And then there's, there's that one. That seems kind of cruel. And then, well, wait, just wait. There is another. Um, Again, my humanistic. Priest, That's my the priest, other thing about, like, yeah. the whole. Yeah. My priest um, from that church told me a story about there's written somewhere that Jesus pushed a little boy off the roof and he died. Oh my God. And he did it on purpose <laughs> so that he could go down and bring him back from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> and that was just like, well, there you go. Have fun. No one's perfect. Like, no, <laughs> you know, and so there are stories like that. And those stories were like the, the heads of the church because historically. I think it's actually okay to humanize God. And here's why. I think that humanity came from somewhere. And I think that. God, it, he, she mm-hmm. probably has a lot of that in. You know what I would love to hear? Themselves. I would love to hear a debate, including Christians and Jews on this, because the Torah is at the base of our religion. And so the, yeah. what happened in Genesis is not like we all are, but we're all going to agree yeah. that Genesis is correct of whatever the Genesis is. is. I'd love to hear what people debating, because it says that God made man in his own image. Right. I'd love to hear what people debate about. What does that mean? Is God like us or what? You know, well, the, I'd love to hear that. The debate. problem with that is, and have Jews and they're Christians not, in there. They're not going to be as civil as we are. <laughs> the distinct, well, some no, would. Some would. People from it my does, from my. But it can get pretty church, heated, yeah. and I've seen some debates. Because the pre- the priest at the church I go to now, he yeah. goes to synagogues and to other churches to have this cross relationship. Yeah, to show we used that you to can. do that too. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, but then you're right. Some of the churches I knew growing up in Alabama, <laughs> they'd be like, we're not sitting here because you're wrong. Because God, da, 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 you know, it's like, yeah. no, um, no, 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 that's so, too much. But so again, back to the whole point of like, you know this as a history major. Mm-hmm. History is always written from the side of the winner. Oh, yeah, for it's sure. It's always written from the side of the person who wins the war, who wins the argument. Yeah, and, I can, and we the, can go back and look at them crusades, you know, baby. We won. You all die. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> re- religion is history. Mm-hmm. So it's sometimes a very skewed version of it, and sometimes it's it's... There's a lot of interpretation in it. Right. But it's history written down by a man's hand like mm-hmm. a person oh for sure because that's the thing like Genesis was written by Moses right well that's why and so- Moses was not there well and that's why <laughs> with you know he was like he was not there that's why so many yeah. people 
it was divinity their through God that taught him what told him what to right. write, but he wasn't there. But that's why so many people question their beliefs, and I think that it's healthy too. And you know, and at the end of the day, the God that I believe in, he understands that he did not give us a full and definitive handbook, and these questions and these curiosities and these doubts. I I feel like he's okay. I feel like he's like yeah. If I wanted you to know all of it, I told you all of it. Yeah. You gotta figure it out, girl. When I and I feel like there's I feel like we are figuring it out by just being human. I know. But I don't also I also don't know if I believe there's God or not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who knows? I really like I And this this will make us this will make the Christian skin crawl. Uh-huh. And it's true though. I can't I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. We like I go to church and I do believe what I, I do believe what that you're saying. It, it gives me a yeah. connection to God. Mm-hmm. I believe that in my heart, but it's but you're not saying it for for God. You're saying it for you. It's I mean it's a guess. Yeah. I mean we're all guessing. Yeah. There's no true. There's no true way of knowing for sure. Yeah. We've all had this. I think because Jewish people have prayer and I mean all the religions have prayer. We've had these moments that we've prayed. In despair and prayed mm-hmm. and happy, and then something just happens, and it's right. like, whoa, yeah, that is that's too. But you're not. That's too designed to be a coincidence. But you're not so. doing it because you think you're supposed to. You're doing it because mm-hmm. you want to, which is what I respect about you. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Like you, a I, lot of these people, and that's why that's when all of this craziness, craziness, like wars and things happen. They do. They do things that they think they are supposed to, that they don't want to, that they mm-hmm. don't believe in, but they'll start well, wars and all this craziness. Like but, Palestine and Palestine right. and and Israel. I it's think, like, aren't right. you aren't you tired? Well, and I think that aren't when you, you tired? I think that when you do religion because you want to and mm-hmm. you you do it for yourself mm-hmm. and. I think that's when it works. And when you well, do it for other people or because you don't know any better, mm-hmm. I think that it's I think that's when it gets what a little hate. I love about you and me is is I feel like you might be a little bit like me, but maybe not as organized with as is that I am, but most people are not as organized with all I'm things. I'm not organized as I am. with anything. <laughs> I, I, like Ethan makes fun of me because when I get curious about something, I have to go buy five books, read about it, let's do it, let's practice it. Mm-hmm. What I love is that I have a I have an approach to religion that I can be just as spiritually moved by anything else. When I go with you to what is it called shul? Yeah, is that what Te- it's called? To temple or to temple. shul? Yeah, I'm probably gonna get real emotional. Oh, like because it's going to it's going to I'm gonna feel the presence of God, mm-hmm. and that touches me. Yeah, so much. And like when I do yoga, um, I can go to a yoga class with you, and just that physical like usage of my own body is very spiritual to me. I can feel I the blood f- f- coursing through my veins, and you know I have an amethyst that I sleep with under my pillow. Right. The somebody at a crystal shop said it's going to help you sleep better. I'll tell you, I sleep like a freaking baby you know with that thing under so my pillow, funny? and I don't know why. It's so funny so, that you say that because there are so many other people that would say that that's witchcraft and that's wrong, mm-hmm. and I think that 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 accusatoriness and that non-acceptance that's wrong. Well, I and I think we've seen that. Yeah, witchcraft can be real ugly. But so can Christianity. Well, <laughs> you know, so what I mean? can a damn human who walks down a street and stabs somebody. We, six religion, times religion is what you bring to it. Yeah. If you bring an open heart, you're gonna get an open heart. And 
Because, I mean, hello, the KKK, ISIS. We, these, these are terrorist groups that are well, based on they, dogmatic religion. But this is what they do. Religion, they, so. use, they use the religion as an excuse mm-hmm. to, to justify oh, for their sure. actions. They're not doing it because of the religion. Well, They're the, doing it for them. The same scriptures that are used today to justify gay people should be oppressed, they were using it for black people mm. 150 years ago. They're yeah. like, no, 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 no. The Bible says this. It's like, the Bible does not say... Oh, but you don't believe this anymore, humans. right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's... Like, like, when did you stop believing that? Can we go go ahead and fast forward to when this scripture doesn't apply to gay people anymore? Okay, yeah. let's go ahead and go to that moment. You know? Speaking of which, so. I've had many gay rabbis, mm-hmm. and they're completely 100% accepted in the Jewish community, and it's because... In the in the Bible, in the Torah, mm-hmm. it says that we are supposed to change our ways and change um, what we practice based on the law of the land. There is an actual Jewish mm-hmm. law. There is a law in the Torah that says that, mm-hmm. which means that consequentially, a lot of the things that are originally written in the Bible no longer apply. Well, and you know what else? I saw this one thing, and this is fascinating too to me. The I think it's an Exodus. I could be wrong, but I think it's there in the Torah uh-huh. where it says that um, it's unnatural for man to lay with man as he does with women. Mm-hmm. And I heard somebody say that if you go back, it says the, 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 the closest translation is uncommon. It's uncommon for man to lay with man as it is woman. And the laws of that day and the way that society was of that day, it was uncommon for men to do that. It's not saying it's not like unnatural means uncommon in that right. direct thing. That's what someone told me. I could, it could be wrong. Well, the other it could thing be, is, you know, the, I don't know. There's but, actually, I've had this debate before. There's actually nothing that says that homosexuality is not allowed or is a bad thing in the Bible. There is one, I forget where it is. There's one phrase, one scripture um, in the Torah that says that cross-dressing was frowned upon really and that's why people interpret it as well being gay isn't wrong well i mean i don't dress like a woman oh, I, don't. <laughs> I don't i don't do oh, why you should i don't do that you should you should you'd be um, great at it i mean you know i got a friend who does sasha I, I he's know. lovely um but no and then another one is the sodom and gomorrah mm-hmm. like this they were you know sodomizing raping men right and they're like, see, God says that's bad. I'm like, no. The law of Sodom and Gomorrah was to open your home to strangers, and yeah. instead you raped him. That's what God was pretty pissed <laughs> off about. Like, maybe, you know, it wasn't like where you put it or how you did it. It's what you freaking did, you yeah. know? So that, you mean, but that kind of stuff you could debate, and that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. But that's what I love is that you and I can have these conversations, and it's like, I don't need you. Like, that's my thing. In politics, pop culture, my opinions of other humans, religion, mm-hmm. everything, I approach it, and I think you do too, of if it doesn't affect me personally, I'm Why not really going to have a whole huge opinion about it. Yeah. And that's the thing. If you were, like, telling me, you're Christianity, if you were, like, coming to me and you'd be like, God doesn't, or Jesus doesn't exist, and he's not your savior, you're stupid. I'm just saying, I don't believe that. That would, well, if you did that to me, that would be like, you, mm, we, well, not, we, we would problems. not be friends. Right, but, <laughs> and it's like, and if I was just like, I need you to realize that Jesus is our savior, and you need to come on and get your life right, that would be the same thing. It's but like, you wouldn't be you if that was and like, the case. I've had people ask if they go to church, and Christians are going to roll, and they're 
they're just going to flip their chairs when I tell them. <laughs> but people have come to me and was like, can I come to church with you? And I'm very selective about who I will let because I'm like, that's kind of like my Here's space. Your place. Yeah. It's my sacred space. It's my sacred people. And you don't want to taint it. And I'm just like, and I did. I tainted it with... A person. With a person. Um, and when you go there, do you think about that person? No, not at all. Because good. my place my place, and my heart and my spirit and my God are bigger than this one person. And, um, yeah, so that transcends. It's like, well, we do incense at church. So that incense. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that incense, incense cleanses oh that bench. That incense <laughs> nearly killed me. Do y'all me. not do incense in Woo! Jewish faith? No, no. Not at all. Okay. No, no. Yeah. That so. is not part of our religion. <laughs> I love the God. That's called the thurifer. Oh. And um, I had this one guy who was <laughs> like, I, he's like, I want four thurifers at my wedding. And Ew. I was like, what? And he goes, if you can see the th- wedding party at the altar, there's not enough incense. I have I'm to like, tell you. Oh my God. You, you took much. me to church and I nearly had an ad. You did. You had to die. It takes a lot to get used to. It does get take a lot to get used Holy to. Holy moly. That um, is a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, it was it's that like, actually actually that incense that you saw day, that day, yeah. not a lot of incense oh comparatively to some it's places. It's like walking into a perfume department um, in like an old lady neighborhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, it really is. I mean, what once you if you I mean, I say once you, but if you like if that's like to me, it's very comforting. It, it but it's because it is very real. Like I can feel the incense, kind of in, like almost like a warm hug, kind of thing for me. It's, I it's very comforting, that. Um, <laughs> I and that's fine. That. You know, my, yeah. my sinuses just feel yeah attacked. <laughs> I, but you know what? I still don't. I don't understand. I don't know how people who are the thoroughfare bearer. Who does the incense? They'll like they'll just stand there with it dangling and it just coming right up in their face. And I'm like, I would choke to death. I yeah. literally would. I, but anyway, um, yeah, this is note to any of my Jewish friends who've never been to church. When you go, bring a gas mask. <laughs> it's not that bad. We'll just sit towards the back. Sure. <laughs> we were up at the front. Sure, yeah, we were at the very front. So that's why. Uh huh. Um, yeah, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, I don't think that it would have made that much difference. Well, we need to revisit this conversation again. Yeah. After I come with you to Temple and Shul and see some of the other stuff, if you want to. Yeah. Because you don't go to church. You don't go to Temple as much as I go to church. Well, so I moved so. when I moved out to LA. It's really hard to find a place where you feel like it's. You know, that's oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And that also, was a big part of like the people are a big part of it, a yeah. part of your experience. So, so I haven't, I haven't been to Shul in a while, but because I, I consider myself an Episcopalian mm-hmm. first and foremost. The church I go to right now is they say it's an Episcopal church in the Anglo Saxon tradition, right. meaning like the Church of England. And so it is very different than some churches of uh, Episcopal churches in America. Right. Um, so, but I love the people. Right. And I got used to it. And now I'm like, I love this experience. But so, I, yeah. So this is what's going to happen. You're going to come to Baltimore. You're going to come visit. I'm going to take mm. you to what I consider my shul. Yeah. I would love that. Okay. Would, your, would your family go too? Yeah. We're all going to go. We go for Shabbat. I... Yeah, I would love that. For a Shabbat. I don't know any of that. I was hoping to get into the... Um, the Sabbath. To some, I was hoping to get into some of the the um, the uh, the Yiddish words and such. But we ran That's out of time. That's fun stuff. We can do that. But we're out of time now, so I'm going to... Um, 
save that for the next time. Yay. But should anyone... Actually, you know what? Um, do you have any recommendations for our listeners? Because I like to recommend things that I've found that are wonderful or shows that I like, products I like, experiences I like. Oh, yoga poses that I want to do, whatever, whatever you think that like you just, you're on fire for it and you want to give it to the world. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know what it looks like right now, but I have a very good recommendation is to, if you live in LA to go into Topanga Canyon and just park your car on the side of the road and stare out into the wilderness for a little bit. You know, that is the perfect suggestion recommendation for a spiritual practice. Yeah. So, me, I have two. Um, one is a place we should go there. Actually, when Mandy comes back, Ethan's best friend into town, we're going to take her if it's still there. I think it might be a pop-up. but It's, it's called... not the axe-throwing place, is it? Oh, we should go there, too. But no, <laughs> there's a place in L.A. called Cats on Glass. Have oh, you heard about it? Oh, my God, no. It is this place that has, like, cats everywhere. Oh, Predators are calling. Um, Speaking of not paying bills. Yeah. Um, um, cats are everywhere. And there's this, like, big canopy made out of, like, plexiglass. And you walk under it, and the cats are above you. And then you play with them underneath it. It's so fun. It's like cat, And it's called Cats on Glass. I will not be wearing black. <laughs> it's not like a bird poop. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Oh, like, for the cats. Her, her. <laughs> okay, so My another th- one that I want to suggest really quick uh-huh. is um, some people, like, people have been dumping on the show, but I love it. And it's in great theming for our conversation today. Uh-huh. It's a CBS show called God Friended Me. Oh. People think it's really stupid. It's about this guy who is black. That is important. Uh-huh. He had He is an atheist. His father is actually an Episcopal priest. Oh. And he's got all these friends, Jewish friends, people, like, he's atheist. And he has a podcast about why you shouldn't be why you shouldn't believe in God. Uh-huh. And then he gets a friend request on Facebook from God. And God keeps, like, suggesting friends for him. And he'll go. Like, he, the first friend, he saved her. He wound up running into her and saving her life. And so that gave him the notion that every time God gives him a friend request, he has to go save them or help them through some kind of trouble. Through this whole thing, he still does not believe in God, but he's like, I want to find out who's behind this, who's sending me here, and while I'm doing it, I'm going to help other people. And it's this whole thing, and people are like, this is stupid. No, that doesn't sound stupid at all. Here's what I'm most excited about it. First on the call list Uh is a black man. Second on the call list is a white woman. Third on the call list is an Indian man. Fourth is a black man. Fifth is a black woman. The entire cast is devoid of white males. It is a total, full-on minority cast. I love it. And people are like, it's kind of stupid. Well, maybe it is. But you watch it, and it's just, it makes you love life. It's one of those shows that is tied up in too neat of a bow Mm -hmm. that some people would be annoyed by it. But that's escapism for me. I love for it to be tied up in a little bow because I know that my life is not going to be tied up in a little bow. That's why I watch a lot of trash TV and trash Mm -hmm. movies because when... People like you and me that can't sleep at night lay Uh their head down on their pillow. Sometimes you just need to watch somebody else's life. And speaking of that, last thing that I would suggest before we go, if you're not watching RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars this year, (laughs) you are missing the most riveting TV that is out there right now. The drama and the excitement and the just high stakes of it all is just riveting. And it's the best drag queens in this country. 
So, with that being said, would you like people to follow you on the social medias? Oh, God, my terrible social media? Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, my Instagram is Mish Max Makeup. And how would you spell that? M-I-C-H-M-A-X Makeup. <laughs> well, and if you are enjoying this conversation and you want to be a part of the conversation, you should go to the Facebook page. We need to talk. That is where the conversation starts and ends. We, well, I find things that people want to talk about on the page, and I bring it to the show, and then we continue the conversations from the show to the page. And if you are hearing this, but you don't have Apple Podcasts, you can go to KyleLeonHenderson.com to hear every episode of this show. And if you'd like to follow me, you can go to Twitter at Kyle L. Henderson. You can also follow me on Snapchat, and my handle is Kyle L. Henderson. On Instagram, you can follow me at Kyle L. Henderson. So that is it for the religious talk. Let's go do something besides church. (laughs) See you next time.